0: of compassion and the God of all comfort. We pray all these prayers through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
1: <laughs> Acts chapter 4 from verse 1 to 22. The priest and the captain of the, people of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed, so the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. The next day the rulers, the elders, and the church of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there. And so were Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest family. They had Peter and John brought before them, and began to question them, By what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness, shown to a man who was lame and had been asked, how he was healed. Then know this, you and all the people of Israel. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but who God raised from dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you built as rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which. must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin And then conferred together. What are we going to do, these men, they asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows that they have performed a notable sign, and we cannot deny it but to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people. We must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eye, to listen to you or to him, you be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. After further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them, because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old.
2: Man, thank you, Godwin. Thank you. Father, as we uh, reflect on this passage, we acknowledge your presence with us. We thank you for your love. Amen. I was a sixth former and I was very into playing jazz and I formed a jazz band and uh, up in castle where I was growing up, We went and entered a competition, a jazz competition, like a battle of the bands, if you like. And uh, when it came time for us to play, uh, one of the tunes we played was called Donna Lee. Donna Lee is a sort of saxophone player's uh, essential, you've got to play it. It's by Charlie Parker, it's quite fast. And I played Donna Lee, but I thought, let's do it a little bit different. Uh, And so as I played Donna Lee, which is a bebop jazz tune my friend Peter on the drums played a really loud hip-hop drum beat underneath it and I thought well let's give it a bit of life you know let's do something different with it but I did not know that I was committing treason effectively Uh, in the jazz world you just don't you know for some people that's just that was sacrilege and I got a lot of stony faces looking at me and one guy put his hands over his ears and was shaking his head like this I thought well that didn't go down so well and we didn't didn't win the competition I wonder if you've ever had that experience. You've done something up the front, and rather than being well-received, you've got the sort of <laughs> shake of the head. Uh, we once played at Spring Harvest, uh, and it was part of this idea. We thought, we'll, we'll, be, we'll play some jazz, and we challenged people with our, our brand of jazz. And then the sound engineer at the end said, I'm glad the lights were up and you couldn't see the audience walking out. <laughs> and it was true. They, uh, we had people walking out. Have you had that experience? You've been up the front and you've not been well received. Or, if you like, those who are the powers that be turn up and they don't approve of what you're doing. Well, that's what Peter and John experience. They are preaching to the people, they're speaking to the people and uh, then the religious police turn up and they don't like what they're hearing. And they came up to them. As they're speaking to the people. Um, this was the priests, the religious professionals. This was the captain of the temple guard and it was the Sadducees. And the Sadducees were uh, like um, elite religious group. They were those who uh, were kind of very in favor with the Romans. So they had political power as well. So they were really top dogs. The Sadducees and they did not like what they were hearing and I guess there were maybe three reasons why they didn't like it first of all they didn't like it because Peter and John were teaching the people if you teach in a school chances are you've got a teaching qualification lots of jobs you have to have the right qualifications to do it Peter and John were not qualified to teach They had not done the exams, they were not the professionals. They were ordinary people. But not only were they teaching the people, but they were also talking about resurrection. The idea that after you die, we're all raised before God. The resurrection of the dead. The idea that beyond this life, there is more. And the Sadducees didn't believe in that. The other big religious group, the Pharisees, they did. But the Sadducees didn't like that. For them, the world was a bit more contained. They were a bit more materialistic, if you like. They were a bit like our Western secular mindset that we come up against in our world today. Which says, if you want to have your faith, that's fine, but keep it private. We believe in what we can see. It's a secular, growing secular Mindset in the West. Don't tell me that there's more than this. But that's what Peter and John were doing, and they were also doing it in Jesus. They were saying that it was through Jesus he found resurrection. Now, what was this all about? He was this new leader whom they'd recently seen crucified, and they're saying that resurrection takes place through Jesus. So their leaders did not like this at all. And so, what do they do? They seize Peter and John. And throw them in prison. We heard last week about persecution in the church. Millions millions of our brothers and sisters either thrown in prison or or threatened or killed or tortured all sorts of terrible treatment because of their faith. But that persecution of the early church starts here in this passage. Until that point the believers had enjoyed favour with everybody. But now the leaders don't, don't like what's happening. It starts softly, they're not quite sure what to make of it, but this is where persecution starts. And it's continued until this day. They seize the leaders. You know, if you want to stop a movement, what do you do? You grab the leaders and you, you, you silence them. So that's what they did. But if you've ever known what God has done throughout history in the church, you'll know... That you can't stop what he's doing it's a ground up movement and what the holy spirit does is he touches people from the from the bottom up as it were in those countries where they try and put a lid on faith on christianity guess what happens the church grows the church thrives the church grows exponentially in fact often the church becomes weaker when it's tied to the state or tied to to, to those in power but it's strongest when it's oppressed often so what happens the many believe the number of men who believe grew to about 5,000 that's just the men so it's massively growing even though they put Peter and John in jail and so then the next day they meet uh, and among them is Annas and Caiaphas and they were there at the trial of Jesus when Jesus was under question It was Annas and Caiaphas who were there. Annas, the high priest. If you were Peter and John faced with these powerful leaders, you must have thought, oh, here we go. We're following in Jesus' footsteps. We're in the same position he was, being questioned. But they were being questioned because they'd done something good. Have you ever had that experience where you're only trying to help You're only doing something good, or so you thought. And then you find yourself being questioned. Hmm, what's your motive here? What's going on here? They've healed a man born lame. Peter had seen him at the temple gate, gone up to him, said, be healed in the name of Jesus. The man is instantly healed, this incredible miracle, and everybody knows that this has happened. It's a good thing, (laughs) you'd think. But they didn't like you. And they didn't like it because it showed that there is power beyond what they had. They felt insecure. They felt out of control. Human nature is very complicated. We don't like it when other things are in control or or, or seem stronger than us. And if you're in a position of authority, you don't want to let go of it, do you? I'm very aware that You know, you can say, Lord, we want you to move in this church, but, you know, within reason. (laughs) I want you to be glorified, but I also want to look a little bit good as well, Lord. (laughs) It's very tempting. And you have to check your heart on a very regular basis. They were threatened because something had happened that they had no control over. And so they asked Peter and John, by what power or what name you do this? Now they could have said, well, no, no, we don't know. It's not, we were, you know. They could have denied all knowledge. But they're boldly say, this is in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This man was lame and now he's healed. This was just an act of kindness, but we've done it in the name of Jesus. They're not ashamed of the name of Jesus. Now I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but have you ever had the opportunity to share your faith and you bowled it? (laughs) I felt a little bit ashamed. I felt a little bit embarrassed. Peter and John, having recently been locked away out of fear of the authorities, are now boldly declaring to those very authorities, we did this in the name of Jesus and he's the one whom you crucified looking right at Annas and Caiaphas, who were there at the trial of Jesus. Now, okay, it was the Romans who crucified Jesus, but they wanted it to happen. You crucified him, but guess what? God raised him from the dead. And because God raised Jesus from the dead, that's how we got resurrection in him. Pave the way of a new life, the resurrection life. Jesus is... The one whom others might reject, but he has become the cornerstone of the building. And the building is growing fast, and it's the church. And we are the church. And it's Jesus Christ who's the cornerstone. It's him at the center of it all. It's not rites and rituals, it's not symbols. It's it's Jesus Christ at the center of this church. This is his church, people. This is what it's about. And then he has a very bold and exclusive statement. Salvation is found in no one else. No other name under heaven has been given by which we must be saved. Now that's actually an unpopular statement these days, isn't it? Because people say, well, you can believe in Jesus, but believe that there are many ways. You haven't got a monopoly here. Remember that Peter wasn't speaking from a, you know, big guy triumphalist position he was the vulnerable one he wasn't bashing people over the head with it he was going to get in trouble but he was testifying powerfully to the name of Jesus now you can correct me if you think I'm wrong I think other religions are less offended by this than we think because they'll have they all have their way it's, again, the Western secular mindset that says, oh, no, you can't say that these days. You can't, you, can't, you can't say that Jesus is the only way. We're in a difficult climate in our world where we're called to be courageous, we're called to be bold in our faith, but we've got to be conscious of the world in which we live. It isn't easy. It isn't easy. Peter and John spoke up And they were courageous, they were courageous. People took note and not only were they unschooled ordinary people but they had been with Jesus. They walked and talked and lived with Jesus for three years and the great thing is you and I have been with Jesus too. He's with us right now. The Holy Spirit is with us, bringing us the presence of Jesus. You've walked with Jesus. As I look around, I know that you've walked with Jesus in your life. Let me sing that song. All my life you have been faithful. You've been a good, good father. And you have been with Jesus. You might not always be aware of his presence. He's aware of you. We don't live a life for God, we live a life with God. He's our ever-present help in times of trouble. Jesus is here. They took note that Peter and John had been with Jesus. People can take note that you've been with Jesus too. You've lived a life. Why do you keep going to church? Why do you keep trusting in in Jesus? All my life, he's been faithful. I've searched elsewhere, I found no decent replacement. I haven't found salvation anywhere else. I've looked, but not found it. You might be a naturally bold person. Peter. apostle Peter was naturally a gobby person he was an upfront person who would speak before he thought and some of us are like that (laughs) and God bless you for being a gobby person but some of us are not now I find moving to the Tunbridge Wells area everyone's very polite and nice generally (laughs) takes me about taking me about five years to work out what you're thinking And I'm still not sure. So I grew up in Newcastle, you see, and people are just like, a bit more, you know, whatever. Anyway, And Scotland, oh my goodness, that's another story. But Peter and John were courageous. And the courage came from the Holy Spirit. Now you might not be an upfront speak type person. But God can give you boldness. God can give you courage in your walk with Jesus as maybe you stand on trial for your faith. Maybe in a subtle way, but nonetheless. God will give us courage. Peter stands there and he is filled with the Holy Spirit. He's led by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is not a spirit of timidity. He's a spirit of power, of love as well, but also a spirit of power. There was to no denying that the man had been healed. He was standing right there. The rulers were in a difficult position. We can't deny that this has happened but we've got to kind of put a limit on it. We've got to put a lid on it and again, tragically, in religious history people have often said well let's put a lid on what God's doing let's limit it we don't want to offend people but you know what it is offensive sometimes not obnoxious but the truth of the gospel can be offensive because it's saying it's not about you it's not about my me it's nothing to do with pride it's Jesus They want to stop Peter and John speaking in Jesus' name. Let's just contain them. And they say, well, how can we do that? Should we obey man? Should we obey God? Should we listen to you? Should we listen to God? What do you think? We cannot help but speak of what we've seen and what we heard. You don't have to have all the answers. When your faith is being questioned, when you've got the opportunity to share something of your faith. You don't have to have all the answers. In fact, it's best if you don't because we've often got answers to the questions people aren't asking anyway. Just be yourself and all we've got to do is just speak of what we've seen, speak of what we've heard. Now maybe one Sunday you're here and someone gets up the front and gives a testimony and you think, wow! What God has done for that person, that's what you've seen. That's what you've heard. How can we not speak of it? I'm going to speak of something I'm really excited about. <clears throat> Yesterday, I went and did a park run in denolan Park. And I got a PB. It's, PB is personal best, by the way, in case you're not sure what that is. I flew around that course. I was on fire. Came home and everyone's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I almost got near to some of the guys I run with in the running group. They're still way ahead of me. But I got a PB. And I just can't help but tell you about it. I thought, I can't wait to tell the church. <laughs> Please be happy for me. I <laughs> Thank you. What was it? Um... Well, actually, Samuel, um, I'd like to talk to you about all my statistics. Uh, No, it's, uh, what was it? 22 minutes 34. Yeah. That's not bad for a middle-aged person like myself. Um, I cannot help but share the good news. Have you got good news to share? A baby's been born... Guess what you want to do? Do you want to keep it to yourself? Tell everybody. Come to Pembrey. You want everyone to know the good news, don't you? You know. My wife got engaged to this wonderful man. (laughs) She had a ring. Just recently. recently. (laughs) Tell everybody about it. Okay, let's talk later. Tell everybody about it. I'm joking. You can tell I'm joking. But why hide the good news of Jesus? People are hungry. They're hungry for love. They might not want religion. I get that. But they're hungry for love. They're hungry for truth. And they want what you've got. You've got the assurance of eternal life. You've got the assurance that this life isn't it. You've You've got the assurance of resurrection. You've got assurance that it's not by your performance that you're saved, but it's by the name of Jesus that you're saved. You've got the hope that can be never taken away from you. It's a sure and certain hope, not based on wishful thinking. Why not share that good news? That is good news. Now don't bash people over the head with it. Be good news. Peter and John did an act of kindness, didn't they? Can you do an act of kindness? Is that a way you can share good news? Now, I'm not saying we should never speak with our mouths, but there are times when actions do speak louder than words. You might be an upfront person, or you might not. God knows your personality, he knows your shape, he knows the people that you know, he knows your sphere of influence, and guess what? God doesn't want Henny to be Werner. He doesn't want Werner to be Henny. They're different. They're called to be who they're called to be. You've got your gifts that God has given you. How can we? We cannot help speaking about what we've seen and heard. So I want to give an opportunity right now. If no one comes up, I don't mind at all. But maybe you just want to speak a little bit about what God has done for you or what he's doing in your life it's good to share good news stories do you ever go on the i don't know news app or switch on the news and think oh my goodness it's just never ending isn't it i'm not saying we should know about it for sure but it's all bad news but guess what in god's eyes there's a lot of good news and it's what he's doing and pembert needs to hear it and the world needs to hear it so i'm just going to pause for a second And just give opportunity, maybe something God's laid on your heart, that he's doing in you, through you, that you've seen.
3: At Easter, and I went down to Southampton and spent time with Beth. Our daughter, and we went to church with her. And um, on Monday, Thursday, we went to a reflective, quiet worship service. And during that service, God spoke to me. And He spoke to me in a way that He doesn't often do. I could almost hear His voice in my head. Have you had that? It's quite incredible if you've had it and I feel a little bit nervous sharing this with you and I shared it with the elders and Rob I apologise this is the third time you're going to hear it (coughs) Um, I also (coughs) shared it at a house group recently and I feel nervous because actually I need to be accountable to what God was saying to me and this is what I wrote down I sat down because I had to capture the words I didn't want to lose them I didn't want to lose what God was saying to me at that moment. And this is what I wrote on my phone. And this is exactly as I wrote it at the time. I have so much in store for you, so much more than you could ever imagine or ask for. Stop holding back. Abba Father wants to give you what he has in store for you. Abba Father wants to bless you beyond your expectations stop holding back stop blocking me I am your father and I want to give good gifts I have in store for you I loved you when you were created in your mother's womb I loved you when your sin meant I was betrayed rejected tortured "'spat upon and executed. "'Why hold back? "'I love you. "'Receive from me. "'Receive from me. "'Receive from your Father God. "'Come, my son. "'Receive from me all the gifts I have for you. "'Come. 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 And I think this morning that God is saying to others here that he has good gifts for you, that you've been holding him at bay. You've been holding him at arm's length. You've been putting barriers in the way. You've been closing your ears. You've been closing your mind. And I challenge you this morning, if you feel that God is speaking to you, respond. If you'd like to pray with me afterwards please do if you'd like to pray for me afterwards please do prayer is great it's good to pray with each other and it's good to encourage each other thank you,
2: thank you. okay
4: good news I have to share is that um, March this year was exactly one year, marked one year of my stay in the country, and July 5th will be one year for my family,
0: Whoa.
4: and God has been faithful. You know, when Dan was talking, he said, um, you don't have to just speak all the time, but your action is also a way of sharing your good news and making people learn things. So the church taught us that you can care for people you can give, you can be of help. So when I see like my other African friends coming in, I found it very easy to like maybe be of help to them because I learned it from what I saw you people do, you know. And I want to thank God for his faithfulness because some people when they change the environment, they might feel sick, maybe the environment might not be good for them, but we've been healthy, we've been fine, we've been okay, no need to go to the hospital, no challenge whatsoever for me and my kids. And that's good news. Yes.
2: Hallelujah. Brilliant. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful.
0: Oh, I'm actually not shaking, so it's nothing mega. But um, <laughs> I always just think that God has been putting me in the right place and furnishing me with the right tools. Um, particularly through pilgrimage because that has grown exponentially I wanted to do a pilgrimage then my two friends joined me and then my husband joined me and so we as a group completed we're just embarking on our third pilgrimage now um, but also uh, my brother my brother has just completed his first pilgrimage and is starting on his second so all of that group it's just me that goes to church um, and my friend does have faith but she doesn't go to church anymore but all the others don't but it's been such a pleasure and a joy to see them talking about faith and relaxing and talking about faith wow. rather than oh that's something you do and not something I do because if you're walking 14 miles you can just There there will be an opportunity to talk about it. You've got time, and I'm, you know, I'm not a gushy person. It takes time. But um, it's been such a privilege to talk to those people and to share in such an easy way. You made it so easy for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, just sort of, I think pilgrimage is important, as you know, to me. But also, I'd like us to think about the man. You know in the French park, those poor children that got hurt by by that um, man. It was um, a pilgrim who was coming through the park at that exact point in time. He was the one that fended the man off and stayed with him until the police got there. So I think God basically God is putting us where he wants us to be and it's having that trust because I never envisioned being able to share the world but he's found a way for me which was a peasy way, so thank you. <laughs> That's it. Thank you,
2: Claire. That's wonderful. Thank you. Bless you. Oh. Bless you. That's great. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know, sometimes people say, oh, well, I was going to come up, but then, you know, tough. Sorry. You snooze, you lose. <coughs> All right. Why don't we, if we're able to, please, would you stand? Let's ask God to fill us afresh. The Holy Spirit, if you want to put your hands out in a position to receive, sometimes you might find that helpful, but that's entirely up to you. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill your people, equip your people. You are a spirit of power and of love, a sound mind. Come Holy Spirit. She's going to stand in quiet.